FRA, LWAP, and postal but not postal health rates uh, gets confusing. You'll just have to see on today's Fedna Babble. Welcome to today's Fedna Bible, where we make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans in under 20 minutes. I'm Cassie Knight. And I am Kevin Jones. And we take your questions from those who submit it online at FednaBible.com and also from uh, the, the FedPilot workshops. And sometimes, you know, we can't cover as in-depthly during the workshops as we want to. And so we get to go a little bit deeper here. We get to answer some of those questions that, um, that we feel that are a little bit more worthy of a longer explanation. So given that, Cassie, first question for you. Yeah. If you are oh, at boy. full retirement and continue to work, do you have to stay under the 18000 So I'm assuming that they mean for the earnings test. Is that mm -hmm. right? That's that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, that's the only eighteen thousand that I know. So I'm assu <laughs> I'm assuming that as well. But there is the earnings test on special retirement supplement and Social Security. So right, but if they're talking about the full retirement age, I'm assuming it's for Social Security. Would have to be Social Security. Yep. Because you know, once you're past age sixty-two, they're not getting that special retirement supplement, anyways. Right. So. The answer is no, you're not subject to the earnings test after your full retirement age. So you can continue to work um, and you don't have to worry about the income that you have coming in uh, for the earnings test. Right. And I, I think this is where, and, and the reason I brought that up earlier was just because it gets confusing. You have the earnings test that goes for special retirement supplement and for social security. If you talk about full retirement age, that's social security. If you talk about man, uh, minimum retirement age, that is uh, that special retirement supplement, but that only goes to 62 as where this picks up at 62. And so, mm -hmm. and they, and the minimum retirement age is different than the full retirement age. And I mean, <laughs> And this and this earnings test plays differently with each of those. It's not easy yep. to remember all the rules. Yeah, it can definitely get confusing here. And um, so I'm glad that they actually, you know, said full retirement age is what I think they meant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but that gives us a little bit of insight that it, you know, it sounds like this question is pertaining to Social Security um, rather than the special retirement supplement. You know, so when you're submitting questions, please be as detailed as possible so that way we can really make sure that we're answering them correctly for you yeah. um, and and getting you the advice and the and the answers that you're seeking. So good. Yep. Great. All right. Next question is if I took LWAP, which is leave without pay for an extended period of time, what things would you recommend I keep in mind regarding retirement? This is an awesome question. I love it. Yeah, and we get this question actually pretty often. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how often you get it in your workshops, but uh, I get it from advisors pretty pretty frequently on what does that time frame look like for people with leave without pay and versus creditable service? 
Um, the answer is pretty simple, but not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it is, if somebody has a WAP that is less than six months in a calendar year, mm -hmm. then that time counts for creditable service. However, we have to be very careful here because if somebody has had an extended period of time of LWAP, then, you know, what does that mean for them? You know, what is, is that a year? Is that two years? You know, what does that look like for that employee? And when did that time uh, begin? When did that time end? And can we count, you know, the six months in the previous year and the six months in that other year. So that way technically they only have a year that doesn't count for credible service. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it really, I would suggest anybody that has LWAP, part-time service, anything like that is questionable in their service history, fill out a certified summary of service and try and get that um, figured out prior to retirement. Yep. That's great. So, so you said six months in a calendar year. So really, someone could go almost a full year if they took six months in one year and then six months in the next and not mm -hmm. have a count against their years of service. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that not that interesting? So if you think you're going to have surgery and you're going to be out for a while, you may plan it in July, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. July 1st. And that's then right. <laughs> you can have all that time. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't it interesting, Cassie, how there are these rules and you hear six months, right? I mean, someone may just hear leave without pay. You can't go six months in a year without realizing, okay, there are ways to take advantage of this. It's six months in a calendar year. And so that means you can double up on that at the same time. And so there are certain things that you can do. If you time right, you can come out ahead. But if you time it wrong, then you've got serious issues with that. So um, it's just, I don't know. Yes. I find it interesting. Sorry. My you know, and that's just benefits in general. Yeah. Um, you're good. You know, you have to be strategic in how you plan to use your benefits to your benefit, right? Not to the benefit of the government or the, you know, whatever. Then, uh, and there are ways to strategically plan whether you're working or whether you're not working. Um, so that way the benefits can really be, um, you know, uh, you can use, get the most use out of them, whether you're an employee or in retirement. Um, and that's what I love about our advisors and our network. Um, you know, they help whether you're in service or out of service, and they can really kind of dial down for you, you know, all of those different pieces um, that most people don't think about. So that way they can help uh, that employee or retiree or in the transition of employment to retirement. Um, and make sure that um, you're not, uh, we'll say, counterintuitively working those benefits to where they're actually hindering you right. and, and being able to actually benefit you. So, 
Yeah. You know, I, I find it also interesting that a lot of people think, okay, if I go see someone, it's for my retirement. Right. Well, if, if you're working with them well before retirement and you have anything come up like leave without pay, you can go to them and say, hey, how can I do this right? How can I take advantage so it doesn't hurt my retirement? So instead of it just being an end of career thing, it's got to be throughout your whole career. Uh, well, at, at least, you know, I would recommend that it's throughout your whole career that you're working with someone so that when something Absolutely. does come up, you can say, oh, does that hurt or does that help? Or how do I do this so that I can have a better retirement in the future? So this whole planning for retirement, it's got to be the whole thing, not just at the end of working. Yeah. That's really great advice, you know, because I, I can't tell you enough how many times employees that I've talked to or advisors that I've talked to where they've, they've talked to employees and they, they have this misconception that, you know, I just need to coordinate my benefits when I'm, when I'm about to go out the door, you know, a couple months before right. I go out the door. Right. Well, what if there's what if there's issues that we could deal with that might take some time with the government to get in order prior to retirement um and you want you know it could save you thousands of dollars um if you plan that you know years ahead of time as opposed to at retirement and waiting until that time to make sure that you're you're doing all of this um in a way that's beneficial for you. So I don't care how young or old you are, go see somebody and let them help you um, coordinate those benefits and making sure that they're, they're really working for you to the, to your advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Critical. Okay, good. Good summation there. Next question. I'm not a postal worker, but my insurance is with APWU. Uh, will my rates go up? Because really what this is referring to is the, I'll say again, shortcut phrase that postal workers, when they retire, well, right now they get a discount as to how much uh, their, their health premiums are. But when they retire, their rates go up. So this person is saying, I'm on the postal workers health insurance plan. Are my rates going to go up too? Yeah. And so um, the answer is they're not going to go up because you retire. Right. Okay. Um, as where postal employees, their rates, or I should say most postal employees, their rates are different than regular employees. And so they do pay a lower percentage. And at retirement, they do increase because then they just jump into the normal percentage for everybody else. Um, which is that 72% range um, of, of the cost, right? Uh, well, I guess they pay at least 28% because the government pays the 72%. Right. Um, so regular employees, though, just because they're on the America Postal Workers Union, then they are going to stay the same for them, even at retirement, um, unless obviously there's an increase due to the annual increase, which typically there always is some sort of annual increase, um, but it doesn't increase just because you retire. Right. And I, I hear this not just 
for folks who are under the APWU program, I get this question often from advisors where employees think just because they retire that their health insurance rates increase. Um, and that's simply not the case. Right. It doesn't change. I mean, now let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. Your premiums that you pay don't change. How you pay them changes. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, in, in the workshop, um, I, I, I say your rates don't increase, but you're going to pay more. And that sounds like a complete contradiction because how could my rates not increase but you pay more so explain that just a little bit while we're here why and why the heck not sure sure so people uh or employees rather pay on a 26 per pay period uh basis throughout their uh employment right because you're not getting paid monthly you're getting paid every two weeks and so typically that's on a 26 pay period scale for that year. Um, but then in retirement, you're only paying the premium 12 times a year because you get that you're switched to that monthly benefit um, with the pension. And so you have to add up or times your premium by 20 and then divide to get your monthly premium. But you also have to think about the tax issue. Right. Um, most people don't realize that when they're employed, they get to pay their um, health benefit before tax, but after retirement, you actually pay that uh, health premium after tax. And so you're paying more because you have to include the taxes that you're paying on that premium as well. Right. So it's, I find it really, really interesting that yes, rates don't go up, but you will pay more. And that concept, <laughs> I mean, is foreign, <laughs> right? You wouldn't think, okay, I mean, it's going to be the same, but no, you're actually going to pay more because of everything yeah. that goes along with it. And this isn't the only thing that is confusing like that. I mean, there are other benefits where you say, this is how it works. But when you dive into it, that that's how it works on the surface level, just to, you know, as a quick explanation mm -hmm. about how it really works is very different. So that's, yes. uh, that's again, why we highly suggest that everyone here go to fendababble.com and to sign up and get a report mm -hmm. from one of our trusted advisors in our in our trusted network. You can sign up. We'll have one of our uh, advisors from our trust, trusted network reach out to you. They'll do a report. It's free. It's no cost, no obligation, no sales pitch. They're going to show you what your retirement will be, not just the day you retire like the HR uh, report does, but over your whole yeah. retirement and some things that you need to be thinking of. And you can ask them all the questions you want. So we highly recommend that you go do that so that you can prepare. So That's right. And when they do that, um, and and obviously they'll have the opportunity to uh, submit a question as well. And if you do submit a question and we use the question on the show, then you'll get some, uh, you'll get a t-shirt or a face mask from us uh, here at Fendobabble. And also, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, share us with friends, and uh, let's get the word out so that way people can have the information that they need um, to really, uh, you know, dive deep and coordinate those benefits as soon as possible. That's perfect. All right. Until next time, thanks for watching.